All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever! Yeah! All right, camera! What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk! That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, toys. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Mitch. <laughs> what? Mitch, there's, they're remaking, uh, well, I don't know if they're remaking, there's going to be some sort of sequel reboot to Escape from New York. Yeah. Do you know this? I did, I saw. This, this is the hilarious, like, article from the AV Club. How many times have you settled in to watch John Carpenter's Escape from New York and thought to yourself, this movie is pretty good, but I wish it didn't have so much escaping from jail? Well, you're in luck. Apparently, this movie is not escaping from anywhere. Oh. It's like, in New York's going to be a techno-utopia. Utopia? Yeah. Not utopia. a dystopia? Not dystopia this time, apparently. Mm. And um, mm. it's being developed by uh, the guy who did Luther, creator of Luther. Huh. You ever, um, you ever watch never that watched show? that show? No. Pretty good. I, I watched like the first six episodes, and I never kept with it, because that's what Kale does. But it was good. It was I liked it. Um <laughs> Kale does what Kale does. Kale does what Kale does. Uh, also, we're gonna find out what Snake Plissken's real name is. <gasps> We've been waiting for that. I didn't know. What that, I didn't realize. Why couldn't that just be his real name? Snake is real. Snake can be a name. Why can't that just be his real name? Yeah. I don't know. Hey uh, guys, uh, uh, welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast, your Detroit podcast for film, TV, news, and discussion. My name is Kale Davidoff. I'm here every week with my friends. Colin Ward and Mitch Haba. Me, Mitch, and Colin. We get together every week and we see a movie and we sit around and talk about it. This week we saw two movies. And uh, we did uh, Moonlight before this, and right now we're doing Fantastic Beasts, and we're going to find them. Um, we also talk about some movie headlines, and uh, we do some recommendations at the end of the show. Uh, the, in the previous podcast, Colin, we talked about the Detroiters teaser for the Comedy Central show Detroiters. Uh, you just watched it. 20 seconds. What did you think? It was a tease. Looked funny. Yeah, was that a tease? Was it? I don't know. Come on, Colin. Be a homer about what, this. What does this say? It's two guys walking. In like, Detroit. In Detroit. That is pretty I, cool and funny. Yeah, it's exciting to see that. They're walking in Detroit. Will it be funny? I don't know. I think it's going to be funny. I think it's going to be I good. know that. I mean, the people involved are hilarious. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really hilarious. excited. I'm really excited. I think know? it's going to be silly. You know, it's going to be very strange humor. Do we and, know the um, premise? Yes, it is uh, two ad guys are like advertising guys. Um, are, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, two, <laughs> two, guys, guy. two, guys, <laughs> two guys with ADD. <laughs> um, no, two guys who are in advertising are looking to like, uh, you know, uh, jumpstart their careers and, and help the city by, you know, doing things around and doing local commercials. So I think they're going to make fun of like old local commercials and you know a bunch of other stuff so. yeah advertising is funny yeah we've seen that in Mad Men yes it's hilarious right <laughs> isn't that show a comedy there's some funny moments um, <laughs> uh, yes anyways let's get to some news guys um, hey we, between episodes Moonlight won some stuff yeah yeah fresh hot off the press here uh, the Los Angeles film critics came out uh, during the, our last recording, during our discussion about Moonlight. Breaking news, guys. Maybe some of them heard our discussion and was <sighs> like, we should probably award this. Uh, Moonlight won uh, best, <laughs> best Picture, uh, Best Director, and Best Supporting Actor, and Best Cinematography at the Los Angeles Film Critics. 
deserved. I mean, interesting. Great. Yeah, yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, from uh, f- from high uh, award-winning potent movies to uh, the next best thing, guys. Some interesting news out there. They're gonna make a Barbie movie. Did you hear this? What? What? <laughs> Mitch heard. I heard. I heard. What did you hear, Mitch? I heard Amy Schumer is poised to star. Oh, that could be funny. I don't know if it's gonna if she's gonna be Barbie. I don't think they ever said that. That would be the only way it would work. For me. I think so. Um, and I I just read it, and all I could think of was like, oh man, so many misogynists are just fuming right now. Oh, they are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Of course they are. It's like, oh, she's not. She makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, apparently. Uh, I mean, that's these are all rumors, but apparently it's going to be, uh, which is interesting. From uh, Mattel makes Barbie. Um, it's gonna be a movie. It's gonna be live action. They're saying not animated, which surprises me. Uh, but it's gonna be a movie, basically. Where I think where like Amy Schumer lives in the Barbie world and feels like she doesn't fit in. Um, and I think I think they're kind of poke. They're gonna like poke that. fun. It sounds like they're gonna poke fun at the body image issue of Barbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really hasn't changed in seventy years or whatever. They have uh, released. Uh, are they new, doing new stuff? New. They have new shapes of Barbies like now. There's beings. yeah. There's. Uh, short Barbie, petite Barbie. There's tall Barbie. There's um, curvy Barbie, which it looks normal. You know a lot um, about Barbies. I'm... We uh, we well, that's a work discussion. I don't oh, want to yeah, talk about work. Yeah, don't want to talk about work. No, don't want to do that. <laughs> but yeah, I was interested in it. So you know, they've they've decided to go that route, which is good. But they still look like unattainable. You know. Yeah, well, they are shapes. toys. Yeah, of course. Um, Kelly, Must you remember. Got a, you got a look on your face. I, I'm, I'm very confused why they Mattel would sign off on this. I know. It sounds like, like if, they're going to like actually, yeah. rip right. like everything wrong with Barbie. I think it's a, if, maybe it's a good move. I'm sure there's a good, a good lesson in it all, you know? Um you think it'll? I mean, the, no, there's, I don't think there's any talk of who's writing or who's. You know, yeah. I can tell you when I heard a Lego movie was coming, I was like, "That's gonna be the dumbest thing ever," and it wasn't. <laughs> um, so, any chances it's gonna be good, guys? Amy Schumer, she's funny. We like Amy Schumer. We do. Yes, I think so. I think it could be good if they do it right. Obviously, that goes for every movie. Who <laughs> so, do you want as Ken? Oh. <laughs> Talk about unattainable body image. Yeah. Guy's got no penis. <laughs> I still think one of the best Barbie movies is Toy Story 3 <laughs> with with Barbie and Ken. Um I don't know. Oh, I got a lot of possibilities here. <laughs> I think we could do Chris Pratt. I think we could do Zac Efron. We could do something different and do like Zac Efron's uh, not tall. Is that is that wrong? This can all be like done. CGI. Yeah, Tom on. Cruise isn't tall, and he plays tall yeah. characters. We I can, know that doesn't matter. But, <laughs> we but do, next to Amy um, Schumer, she's a tall woman. Oh, why am I blanking on his name? George Clooney. No, <laughs> but kind of. Um, Brad Pitt. Why can't I remember Don Draper's name? John Hamm. Oh, John, oh, John Hamm. Hamm. Oh, okay. Oh. We could do something different and do John Hamm. Is uh, John Hamm with blonde hair? <gasps> he doesn't Ken have brown hair. I don't know. I do not know what Ken I don't is. know. I would... Uh, that'd be cool, because he's a funny actor, a uh, good comedic actor, so that'd be cool to see. Um, Yeah, I don't know. 
somebody who can pull off Ryan Gosling even, <laughs> you know, so you can pull Gosling off would be good, but I, it's like, he doesn't have to be in everything. At yeah. This point. He's in everything. I, too skinny. Too skinny. Yeah. But Ken is not like, he's pretty Ken, built. Ken he's pretty built. Ken's buff, buff. Is he? he has like a large six pack or four pack from what I remember. He has a great set of tits. He's good. <laughs> And a great set of no genitals. No <laughs> genitals at all. Um, <laughs> speaking of Barbie, have we talked enough about the Barbie movie? Yeah, I'm good I'm on not, that. We have that. Let's get on. <laughs> I'm good. I don't know. I don't, we, we didn't talk about this on the show, but I, I this did happen. It was announced a little bit ago that Lifetime is making an unauthorized Britney Spears biopic. <laughs> you didn't? Did you know this? Unauthorized. <laughs> what does that mean? It means it's not. It's I, like whether you like it or not, Brittany. We're yeah, making I, I it. Know, I think. I think it does. I think there's some. You know, you don't have to necessarily get permission. I think. I mean, if you, I guess, if it's defaming her, she can take him to court. I guess, but um, you know, or if it's not true, if things aren't, you know, like. But they don't need permission. I don't think. Right. I mean, if they're selling merchandise, I think likeness stuff. But I don't know. I don't know. Like hmm. legality, I should know these things. Um, but they're making it, and uh, who is who is this who's, person? Yeah, who's gonna play? I'm, try, I'm trying to find a name here because it's the, not gonna be Britney Spears. I've She's not an actress. <laughs> um, what is this? Uh, so I was at, okay. Oh. Natasha Bassett. Does that name remind you of anything? Or no. it reminds me of Angela Bassett, but I don't think they're related. <laughs> well, I don't know this woman at all. But uh, you guys want to see the first pictures? Oh my god! Huh. <laughs> Interesting. There are. Some, Wait, what is it? Turn it back around. I don't there, see it. There are some promotional photos for this movie that are out, and we're looking at them. And oh, I was like, her legs look so, like so weird. Quite but, hilarious. And if you ask me, they're a little, looks a little cheap. Yeah, it looks cheap. Oh, lifetime here. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Liz and Dick? I have not seen Liz and Dick. Um, what? Here is here is, Nata- Listen, Dick. here is Natasha Bassett with Nathan Keyes as Justin Timberlake. <gasps> Not in denim. Though I hope they do replicate the denim. Interesting. God, she's skinny. She's a, she, that, that's like a Britney outfit to me, but that's not a JT outfit. No, me. it doesn't look like Justin And then Timberlake. here is uh, Bassett with Clayton Chitty as Kevin Federline. Yes. <laughs> in their marriage photo. Interesting. That, Ooh, that's oh, this bad, all looks that's super, a bad photo. This all looks super cheap <gasps> and bad, and it could be hate watch time. You know what? I this is cheap be... and bad <laughs> for the Britney movie <laughs> for the Lifetime Britney movie. They're clearly going for like everyone watch this as we broadcast and tweet it out. Yeah, you know, like hashtag Britney's life or whatever they're gonna call it. Probably Britney. Can we come up for some... Sorry, I'm going to rant here. Yeah, I know it's coming. I, I'm sorry. Can we have some original goddamn names for biopics? They should call it Toxic. I mean, look, <laughs> I want to I see Jackie. Can't wait for Jackie. They have to call it Jackie? I mean, that is like ridiculously unoriginal. Piece of Me by Britney Spears. Piece of Me? That's her Vegas show title. So. Oops, I the, don't thing. think they could use that. <laughs> that's the other you got to pick up. It's either, it's either Ray or Walk the Line. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like the most famous song or uh, yeah. their, their, their name. Um, yeah. I don't know. This could, could be good hate watching, but also extremely unbearable to sit oh, through yeah. and watch. Liz and Dick was awful. What the, is that about? What was about that about? Lindsay Lohan as Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ooh. amazingly awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. 
Um, any 90s pop star you'd want to see a biopic about or band? Nirvana. None, none of them. Nope. Nirvana. Yeah. Nirvana, Courtney Love. Stuff Maybe. That's going to happen. That's absolutely going to happen. Maybe. Right? If they made a movie about Sid Vicious and Sid and Nancy. Was that called Sid and Nancy or was it called something else? Um, I can't think of any 90s. You can't think of any '90s pop stars that I care about. To wanna, um, made, they made a documentary about Oasis that just came out, um, and how the Gallagher's hate each other. So that could be interesting. I'm sticking with my. Nirvana's good. Yeah. That's like a, not a funny one. That's like that no. could be a good movie. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, why would I recommend a bad movie? <laughs> I don't know. Because we're talking about Britney Spears and Barbie. All right, on to what? Wait. Yes. I was in Greektown Casino last night, and um, there Tough is night. a massive Britney Spears slot machine. I don't know if you've been to Greektown recently, but it's huge. It's like 15 feet tall, and it, it's got multiple screens like that you can sit around it. It's you know digital all sorts of things flying up and when you like if you win something it like she says like all right and like it's really it's nuts. her catchphrase yeah all you guys nuts. I'm gonna have to cut this podcast short <laughs> I got some to be. <laughs> I don't know why a Britney Spears slot machine makes me laugh it's pretty funny because the only person playing it at the time was like this huge dude with like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth just me like, <laughs> <laughs> me that was me you saw. <laughs> Um, on to what could be a not a bad movie. Uh, you know, there wasn't, I don't know what other trailers. Oh, you know what trailer did come? The mummy trailer, I think came out. I don't yeah. care. I don't care. I didn't even know this. I did not know this was happening. Oh, but, you didn't? Uh, yeah. That, that, uh, Tom Cruise is starring in the mummy. What, I don't know what you call these. It's a reboot. I don't even know. I did. I couldn't care less to be totally honest. And the trailer did nothing for me at all. It was a teaser to a trailer. Well, like, I think the real one might have come out when we were right before we shot. We recorded oh, this. Okay. oh well, t- it's only twenty seconds long, and it just did nothing for me. It wasn't interesting at all. I love this quote from the Hollywood Reporter. Tom Cruise says, "I'm excited to help bring the Mummy to life again." <sighs> Is he playing the Mummy? No, I don't know. He's, He's playing the. The, the Brendan Fraser role. Like a younger self. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, that's not what I meant to talk about. But the biggest trailer that came out was yesterday. The Guardians of the Galaxy's Volume 2 trailer is here, guys. We watched it before the show. Uh, what do you think, Mitch? Are you, are you all in for James Gunn's next addition to the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy universe? Yeah, it looks Part fun. Part of the Marvel universe? It looks fun. I like the characters. I like the uh, <laughs> direction and... Uh, James Gunn is very, very good director, and um, I'm excited. Just I don't really want to see another trailer though. Um, if another one releases, I probably won't watch it because this one didn't give away anything, uh-huh. and it was still made me go, "Yeah, this looks fun. I want to see this." <laughs> um, so I'm excited. It, it looks good, you know, goofy action set pieces and fun and inventive and funny lines of dialogue. I like Drax at the end. He's making fun of uh, Star Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin, are you? What do you think of this trailer? That's, that's, that's making the waves I mean, across the internet. I, I, I am not putting much stock into this or my thoughts on it, just because I, when I saw the first Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, I said this looks fucking stupid, and you I did really, yeah, huh. and I really liked. 
Guardians of the Galaxy. So I watched this trailer and said, meh. I didn't think Guardians of the Galaxy was going to do well at all. Um, I thought it was going to bomb. I was wrong. (laughs) Very wrong. (laughs) No, you were. Um, And, you know, when I saw Guardians, I've, I've actually blogged about it back in the day before Woodward's. I didn't like it, kind of. Like, I enjoyed it, but I thought it was kind of eye rolly. Um, but the more I watch it, clips of it again on TV or the more I think about it, I actually, and I, I, I did really like that movie. I think it's an impressive, fun ride, and I'm excited for this one. Uh, I think Baby Groot is uh, amazing in this trailer, and I think if you don't like Baby Groot, you have no heart. <laughs> Mitch, I know you, you want to hate it. I don't hate it. No, you want to. It's a little weird, but I don't hate it. I'm sure it'll be cute. And I do think the I Am Groot stuff might get out of control. Yeah. But that's all he can say. Uh, he says we are Groot. He's Groot. Um, As well. Did you guys uh, Did you guys uh, recognize the song? Sweets, Fox on the Run. As we, There will be another uh, uh, soundtrack to this movie that will make a lot of money uh, <laughs> with classic rock. The, uh, the first song is revealed, I guess, as Sweets, Fox on the Run. Do you guys have any... Hopes? Anything you would put in your second volume mixtape? Gladys Knight. Which what? I don't know. Any Gladys Knight song? All right, Gladys I can Knight take in the pit. I could take that. That would surprise me, but uh, Ballroom Blitz by Sweet. Oh, no, that's not by Sweet, is it? I think so. Maybe not. I don't think so. Ballroom. I may be wrong. Blitz. Some of those bands, yeah, it's my sweet. It is so that band, Cheap Trick, and some other ones. They they, they kind yes, of they all they yes, blend yeah, together for right. me. Then maybe not that one. Um, I've been listening to Nick Lowe a lot, like uh, so it goes, or uh, yeah. Um, on something June, unconventional. On June 29th, twenty fifteen, I asked James Gunn in a Facebook question and answer if Hall notes says she's gone will make it into the second movie and he said uh, it's a great song for sure that's my favorite Hall notes song so uh right. we'll see if it makes it in we'll see if she's gone makes it into uh, uh Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 and then I will be calling my lawyers um <laughs> for a song I, I need own. to be a musical consultant need, yeah, on this I movie do, immediately uh, <laughs> I have best ideas <laughs> I am um, <laughs> let's get into uh, let's get into the movie of the week, uh, which I think remember, we did two movies. But the movie Nobody the has asked me about my opinions of Doctor Strange yet. <sighs> Good point, Mitch. Before we get into <laughs> Fantastic Beasts and where to f- talk about them, let's <laughs> hear. Let's hear your thoughts on uh, Doctor Strange, a, a podcast that Kyle and I did, but we did not hear from Mitch. He was absent that week. Right. What do you think? Uh, I thought it had the best visual effects of any Marvel movie that and or any movie that's come out this year um, I thought the special effects in that were incredible very inventive and I think that was the major standout it was also yeah. funny too yeah it's a visual movie yeah more than anything yeah I, I really appreciated that yeah I did have a problem with um, not the ending but the very ending yeah. which I, I did Over, hear yeah. I heard what you guys said about it afterwards and I was like yeah that was bullshit yeah um, <laughs> like <laughs> That so, was fucking horseshit. Yeah, but I really liked. I really liked it. I thought he was he was good. He was funny, but God, he was insufferable character in the first oh, half. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, oof, oof. There's some development there for you. That's yeah. good character development. But I liked the the gadgets. 
uh, the magical gadgets oh, that they cool. used. Yeah, very I mean, they, they, we talked about on, on not to talk about not to turn this to a Doctor Strange podcast, but we did talk on the fan, on the Moonlight podcast about what's unique. And I really, I mean, a lot of people can, we talked about it. We, a lot of people are comparing it to Inception, but I never, I haven't seen that in a movie. This the, was the a, shit they did with the buildings. I have yeah. not seen that. In this a movie. was way more interesting than Inception. Yeah, visually. way more. Yeah, and it, it wasn't just like one scene it wasn't one little bit <laughs> yeah. you know like showing us like ooh, look this was like a, a set piece in you know a very long action set piece in a swirling psychedelic fuck you know pile of yeah. nuts <laughs> that sounds like fun <laughs> they should put that on the dvd fuck, a swirling <laughs> fuck pile of nuts <laughs> I really Take two like, tickets to that show, yeah. please. I really liked it. And I liked also when they they were like enlightening him when she like hit him and in the beginning and sent him through like all these clouds and on like into eyes. It reminded me a lot of like um, Ant Man in a sense. They're both yeah, very yeah, similar and movies. Actually, not to bring up another Chris Nolan movie, it did remind me a little bit of Interstellar. That stuff with the like the colors, not the shapes, but the, the Interstellar at the end with the, the crazy other world and then into the, the, book into like case. the bookcase world yeah it was very colorful and i i th- that was my thing is i think i'm telling you man color everyone's all into bright colors and shit now it used to be like make your movies dark like batman returns or, or sorry batman begins and now it's like you know even star trek star trek we saw this year was like so colorful and i think fantastic beast through it was like amazing and you know in the real world it was dark a little yeah. bit and gray it but, always is you know, in the suitcase, it was like, wow, look at all this shit. Right. Okay. That's all. That was, those are my thoughts. Anyways, I really liked it. I would, strange. I would root for that for best visual effects yeah. in the Oscars. Yeah. I think. Me too. They'll probably, well, we have to it, they'll probably give it to La La Land. We have to see what happens. <laughs> we have to see what happens. <laughs> they dance in the planetarium. Come on. Oh yeah. They float. <laughs> Colin's already hating. We, <laughs> we have to see what happens with Rogue One. Let's not That's leave it. Oh, yeah. right? Um, Let's get into Fantastic, but you know, a Fantastic Beast. Let's get into Fantastic Beast. I mean, not not a uh, not terrible visual effects by any stretch of no, the imagination. No, no. Um, uh, man, what do we say about this? is a This is an epic movie, Fantastic Beast, and where to find them. And we haven't really. This didn't seem I don't, like this didn't get the buzz I felt like the in the way that like Star Wars did. I don't feel like. Did you feel that way? Because it's it's almost equally like crazy, right? That a, a right that a non Harry Potter Harry Potter movie is coming out. Oh, I've written felt, by I, J.K. Rowling. I felt the buzz. You did feel the buzz. well. I mean, you know, my like really good friends are all, and, and I mean, I've, I've read most of the books and I've seen all the movies. We were big Harry Potter fans, um, so it's kind of like all we were talking about, like leading right up to it. And um, hmm. that's good. I just I was I, very excited. I felt like it. I didn't feel like the internet sway about it, but it, I could be. Just not in touch with people. Did you? Were you, Mitch? What was your? I wasn't that. I love the movies. I've never. Um, I've only, I think I've only read like two Harry Potter books, a very long time ago. Um, but I mean, these aren't adapted from anything. These are straight to screenplay uh, stories. So though that was kind of fun going into it and not be, having somebody be like, oh, the book was better. Um, it's, so it's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. yeah. So and from J.K. Rowling, who's not a screenwriter by any means. Yeah. I mean, mm. like, I mean, I'm, she's done stuff, right? But, and and like, I guess she's a good writer. Yeah. I mean, but I'm just saying that, like, you know, it's different writing a novel than it is fitting everything into a two-hour movie. 
right. as I'm sure the, the people that adapted all those movies could tell her. Um, but I, I wasn't terribly interested in seeing it, to be totally honest. I wasn't like, God, ooh, I'm waiting, you know, looking forward to that coming out. Um, but then once I saw it, I was like, yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. You know? So I, uh, I've said this on the show a million times. I And going into this movie, I had never read or read a Harry Potter book or seen a Harry Potter movie. And uh, Liz was a big Harry Potter fan when I was in LA when we were when I saw this. She's like, I gotta see this this weekend. I'm like, All right, come, let's see what happens. It'll be an it'll be an interesting experience for me. It's like people that have never seen any Star Wars movies saw Force Awakens. And really, if you think about it, look, if it's a good movie, it's a good movie, and it shouldn't matter. Right. But obviously, I took into a way different perspective than a lot of people I think I've heard are huge Harry Potter fans who felt a little disappointed by some things in the movie, um, or just the whole concept. In, in, in a way. Mm. So let's talk about it. Um, you guys are, are fans. I mean, you're fans of Harry Potter. You're fans. Oh, yeah. Way, way, way more than yeah. I am. Yes, I you're, am. You're, yeah. you're a big fan. You're a semi-fan. Yes. Right? Um, so, Colin, for you, first of all, what, what did you think? What are your initial thoughts on, on Dayton? David Yates, who directed this, he's a, a veteran. I mean, he did the last mm-hmm. four? He did the last good uh, yeah, ones. He did Order, the, he did Order f- the Phoenix, five, right? Five, six, seven, seven. Okay, yeah. right. right. Seven, seven. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think from one. David Yates and J.K. Rowling's first I, I, departure? I think I mentioned before a, a few times I was not very pleased that David Yates was returning. Yeah, you were. As director, but I know that the studio really yeah. likes him and he's very like competent and co- competent, not confident, competent um, to do it and create the world. But I was hoping that they would give another director a shot to yeah, recreate and divorce. put their stamp right. on a new version. Right. After seeing this, though, I think... It felt so different than a lot of the Harry Potter movies, but still had a very nice tie-in um, visually um, and thematically, of course, to to the old ones. I was I was really impressed by this movie. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, it's really fun. It's it's a fun fun movie. Um, there's a lot of laughs. There's a lot of visual gags, and it was a good time. My theater was really laughing and. Um, I, I enjoyed this movie. I think it was a nice little trip back into that universe that Harry Potter was and that was you know, such a big part of my high school um, film going experience was seeing Harry Potter. So it was nice to come back to that. Took forever to start and it took forever to end, but everything else in between I really enjoyed. It did take forever to it start. Had we'll it pacing. had a weird pacing. had a weird pacing. But Mitch, what were your initial thoughts? Um, I liked it. I liked its playfulness. I liked... Um, I like the setting a lot. It's nice to see a uh, story set in the wizarding world uh, in New York in the 1920s. Um, you know, the one my one thing with Harry Potter movies that I don't like is the grayness of it all. They're so gray. I, I mm-hmm. can't. But you, see, know. you know, again, sorry, that was in back when these movies. I mean, it, right. that was like dark and gray was in. And right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the Harry Potter movies like number four on. <laughs> get really dark so right. it, makes sense. it makes sense the darkest one half-blood Pr- prince is like it's one of my favorites but it's also the darkest yeah. uh, visually and thematically um but i really like this one i i thought it was a lot of fun and introducing new things we haven't seen yet like cr- beasts and creatures and um different types of magic and like what how the americans deal with their magic stuff in the 20s and just good, another good special effects kind of thing and fun story. Um, and I, we'll talk about it some more, but there's a very good 
message and theme in this that Phew. yeah that mm-hmm. we should talk about um i was i'll say like not having seen or read any harry potter or anything i went i mean I, you know i'm familiar with it i'm i'm super familiar i mean how can you not be i, I kind of know the whole story and all that stuff and i know the lingo you know um i know what a muggle is right lay off me um I love I love this movie. It was super fun. Uh, I thought everyone was great in it. I thought the visual effects were awesome for the most part. I, um, you know, the the pacing and stuff was weird, but I, I, you know, it was genuine. I guess was the best part about it. Uh, and I, I got for not knowing this universe at all. I got a bit emotional in a few places, and I I was laughing a lot. Great movie. Lots of good fun. Uh, I'm excited. It, it it made me want to go home and watch Harry Potter, and I did. I watched uh, Sorcerer's Stone when I got home. Oh, um, you watched <laughs> that four-hour movie? <laughs> well, I, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Those first two I, I, are, you could skip, well, to yeah, be totally know, honest. You know, Liz, no. is, Liz is like poking me the whole time in that movie. She's like, look, it's not, it's not, this. look, this just isn't like the other ones. It's not, I'm like, what are you talking? To me, it's like. Watching Sorcerer's Stone is not like sitting down and watching a movie. It's like I again, I know this is like bigger than that. I know all these characters, and I'm just seeing it come together. So I'm not judging it like a movie. Uh, to me, it's like it's like the you know like look, there's bad Star Wars movies. You, you can deal with it. You move on. It sets up the good ones. So and I don't uh, even really think it's bad. And I don't either. Those, I didn't. Those, I didn't I don't sit think through Sorcerer's. Bad. I thought some of the special effects were like that's pretty bad for 2001. Yeah. But whatever. The troll. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Looks horrible. All right, so uh, anyways, but we're here to talk about Fantastic Beasts. Um, let me just ask you guys too, because because I've heard this complaint, like you know, look, it's all about the boy who lived, and not seeing a movie with him is just kind of dumb. Did you guys care that Harry Potter isn't in this? When, you, when you, you, I, you knew going into it, it wasn't, but that sitting through it, are you like, I don't really care about Newt, I don't really care about these people, I, I'm in this universe for those characters in the in the originals. Did you feel that way at all? <laughs> uh, <laughs> please sing your answers. Um, I for for some of them, I I I felt like I you know spent a little too much time with some of those characters that weren't needed. But um, I was interested in Newt. I mean, I think just because that's a seems to be an interesting character, and I think Eddie Redman was doing something really interesting with him. Um. And I have my own theories about what could possibly be happening with him in the future. Um, I'm excited to see, but um, I really liked, and I, I well, this might be a little spoiler. I That's really spoiler, spoiler. not might. I'll try to maybe say it without this, and you guys might be able to catch on to what I'm trying to say. And anyone who's seen it might be able. I really enjoyed Colin Farrell's character in this. A little bummed we won't be seeing right. more of right. Colin Farrell like playing this character. Well, it's, po- well, well, it's possible that we possible. could, right? Because yeah, it, that's a real person out there, isn't it? No, I don't, isn't that how it works? That was like, a disguise, but it's possible that he pulled a like what? Um, that he's what's his disguising face? as a person who actually lives yeah. somewhere, like right? the Mad Eye Moody, the like, yeah, the Polyjuice, yeah, Polyjuice person, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that, but we don't know. I, yeah, you know, I, seemed, yeah. I, I, it I seemed don't like think. a different spell to me. Um, <laughs> the way he revealed it, <laughs> it did. Um, but I decided to see what the actor who's playing him is also going to bring to that. Um, right. So, I, I, what was the question? How, <laughs> what do no, you think no of Harry it? Potter? No Hermione. No the characters that you love. Oh, no, that's fine. Really, it doesn't matter. No, I mean the the books of Harry Potter are so. Deep in characters, there's so many characters in each book, and you know, it's 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 a it's, fasc- it. it's a fascinating world that I don't really need to see 
It's almost like with Star Wars. Like, I feel that way with Star, Star Wars. Star Wars, I don't need to see these these characters because the universe is so big. I right. don't need to see these characters because right. the Wizarding World is so big and so interesting, so full of possibilities. Right. Same. Same. Yeah, I didn't okay. see those. And and I just want to say that I found this movie and I and I found it so fucking fascinating. Honestly, I can't think of a sequel, reboot, remake like this that doesn't feature. A main character, and you can talk about the ending. Maybe it's, that kind of does feature like, like a fan service, but there is no. I mean, there's talk of Dumbledore, but there's no fan service in this movie as far as an appearance of a character, and that is gutsy and it blows my mind. And I have a lot of respect for them for doing that. I mean, you know, Star- Disney does not ha- not yet have the balls to do that. They have not yet have the balls to make a Star Wars movie without Darth Vader in it. You know, mm-hmm. so or Mon Mothma or all these characters that are going to be in Rogue One, um, and. Yeah, whatever. Um, so I just, hey, Warner Brothers, J.K. Rowling, all that's amazing. In this world of fan service, that's amazing. They just wanted to do a, a, this universe story. Yeah. What did you think of Newt? I mean, what is this? Does, does this character interesting enough for you, Mitch? Um, is it too? Was it too like okay? He's an environmentalist. <laughs> I mean, no, was it not that. Too, it, he, he was a little. I just, you know, it's always. In this world, like the names are a little ridiculous. Newt Scamander is a very strange name, and I was kind of rolled my eyes at it. Like, uh, it's, oh, it's like again, these are for yeah. kids. Yeah, I, mean, it's I like know. Star Wars, like, but you know, like Darth Maul. Okay, I think on. his his character <laughs> is interesting. This. I I was a little. It's weird what he's going for, like the weird, like mumbly, um, introverted style of um, shyness, but he can pull it off somehow. Um, so I was like, okay with it. And I liked, I really, uh, liked filling in the blanks in my own head of like, Oh, what did he do before this? Like what, like he was a part of the war yeah. and cause you know, they fought in the war, which that, it, I want to know more about that. Like I want to know that would how, be a cool movie. how the magic people, um, were a part of the war right. cause they mentioned his brother, his older brother was a war hero. It's like, so how did that work? Were there mad magician magicians were there wizards who were bad you know on the yeah, german right, side and right. stuff like what was that like um, they fight their own war yeah, yeah i don't know yeah but and speaking of like the background there's this and we're kind of jumping around but because this is maybe my one thing i didn't like about the movie there's this like illusion that he has either a, a wife or a lover or someone right or maybe a family or even maybe a family there was kind of unclear right who this it was zoe kravitz right Oh, was it? Yeah, I didn't see oh. a good enough picture of it. I know, it I know was. the character's last name, but I, I strange. Oh, no, the um, it, it, what was it? Lestrange. Yeah, Lestrange. Is that what you said? Yeah, sorry. Um, I've heard that before. Is Lestrange part of Bellatrix? Lestrange, Helena Bottom. But what did you character. think of all? I mean, I thought that was so strange. Right. It was like <laughs> we, and talk about. We can talk about the pacing too in this discussion, but it was just so like out of like the middle, like maybe like the. 70th minute in the movie they're like oh yeah he also has this like it was so weird and that that kind of goes um to the theory that i was having which i don't know if i want to say yeah, it say right it. Now, let's do it i mean we talk spoilers we're doing it. we're going all in folks well, this is i have no basis of you know you know that this is just i'm just this, this is, is your fan I, theory let's do yeah it. exactly and i think and i came up with it and then this part was introduced in so late in the film that i was like oh maybe that throws a wrench in my my theory but i don't it might not. It might just be like a close bonding friendship that these two people had and that they felt that they right. fell apart. I know J.K. Rowling has said that Dumbledore was gay. Yes. And the way that Eddie Redman was playing his character, 
um, very introverted, very to himself. And I think a lot of the themes of this movie resonated with me um, throughout, for me, a lot of gay themes in this movie. For sure. I, um, that I and you, you have Dumbledore that, you know, protected Eddie Redman's character. I thought that Dumbledore and Eddie Redman's character are lovers. So that's just what I was thinking. And again, and again, I'm reading into Zoe Kravitz's character as like a, a, a lover, and I don't know if that's true. But yeah, I thought it was a kind of a strange thing to just throw in there. And and I I would have thought again I would have thought this I would have thought I was thinking along the same lines that that was a possibility or that someone in this I don't know yeah like that they were gonna go in that direction. Yeah, because um, I know Dumbledore's gonna be in. That's the what they're movie, saying. The movies yeah, are coming. Yeah. Um, so. And I, to me, that just was like, I thought that was pretty obvious to me that they would be lovers. But then again, I don't know how technically old Dumbledore is right now in comparison to Newt. So I don't I don't really know. But just to me, the way that Eddie was playing it and um, very, very sensitive, very, you know, I, I think composed into himself. And then the way that he was speaking to Queenie. Um, who? Queenie. No. About no, the, about her or about No, the the guy is who's who is that? The, the guy from We Need to Talk About Kevin. Oh, uh the one who's gonna play yeah, Ezra Miller. Ezra yeah. Miller. The in the way that he had that bond to El, Ezra not bond, but like tried to talk to Ezra Miller's Ezra Miller's character, which like I thought was like such a clear like gay reference to I mean me. that was the first thing I that, talk about like, themes, Mitch. Yeah. Like yeah. that was like in my face, like, and especially since knowing J.K. Rowling is like super, yeah, super, like, super ally to the LGBT community. The way that Newt was trying to talk to that character, like, also like brought that into, like, my mind that you know Newt would be gay. So I don't know. It was <laughs> possible. <laughs> well, let's, I mean, let's talk. Let's just talk about the theme. I mean, Mitch, you brought up that you thought that there had a lot of. Uh, what was the word relevant? I mean, is yeah, that, it's uh, relevant and when, uh, when it refers to, or how in how it talks about um, extremism. Yeah. Um, excuse me. <coughs> um, I thought it starts off like that in America, people are afraid about certain things. There's been acts of magic that have freaked out the nomadges, as they call them. Um, at least some nomadges, and. Um, so the, the magic people and Macusa, is it called Macusa? The magic something yeah, like commission the of the United States. Yeah. Um, they are, uh, they're trying to keep things under wrap. They're trying to like kind of go into hiding so that like nobody, uh, you know, gets afraid of us, which is, I, you know, you can look at it in many ways. Yeah. It's probably the bad, fear. the wrong fear, approach. Right. Right. Fear of being different, fear of being found out. Right. Um, and um, I thought like, yeah. yeah, and I thought the way that it worked or the way that it told the story of Ezra Miller's character who turned, spoilers, turns out to be this very, very powerful um, wizard who cannot control his anger and control his emotions, which then turns him into a, what was it called? Oh. Oblivion, oblivious, oblivious. <laughs> Obscura, Obscura, yeah. Obscura yeah. turns him into Obscura, which is like a black cloud of hate and anger, um, and that you know is relevant in the sense that like you have, let's put it in a modern text, uh, and talk about like Islamic extremism. So you have, you know, you have kids who 
do not know what to think. They they are living in a place where uh, they think everybody hates them, and all it takes is one powerful, trusting, manipulative person to start like tapping into that, and soon enough, you're going to have an out of control young. Um, kid who falls in line with an extremist fundamentalist uh, group in his on his side. So Colin Farrell's character, who turns out to be a um, in disguise bad guy, what's his name? Grindelwald. 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 Uh, he is trying to find this power and use it against him and use it against um, the nomadges. So I thought it was a great metaphor for extremism, um, fear, and how that can turn into, uh, yeah, like destruction and um, terrorism, really. Yeah, That's an interesting uh, take. Absolutely, yeah. and I mean, like, we—I think there's so many of those, um, you know, those groups that feel disenfranchised that can latch on to these characters for different reasons, and that—that you know, that is absolutely one um very relevant interpretation i think you know the gay a, a gay one is another uh, interpretation that's just me perceiving that one as that one I, I think you can you know put these situations onto anyone that feels disenfranchised and it have have that be relevant for them and i think that's just really big strength of the screenplay mm-hmm. by jk rowling and in part of the obscura thing is that you basically like you aren't yourself your whole life because you don't know how to accept who you are yeah basically basically, right yeah again which is why i mentioned this on the moonlight podcast but it's so funny that there's actually like a you know i love finding these themes from movie to movie in any given year that are like really similar Mm -hmm. because this happens a lot because things are topical now and people are talking about it and i did like all these things i mean you can talk about the environmental issues in this movie um, I again I, another thing I really appreciate this movie because again I love The Force Awakens and I've been spending a year writing down my thoughts about that movie I cannot figure out what that movie is trying to say I don't know if that movie is trying to say anything and I think it's interesting that, that this movie has so much to say and it, things you can disagree with or agree with or whatever or you can look at things in different ways it's impressive it's awesome good for these guys uh, they have shit to say right. I mean I love that you know it's, a, it's kind of an eye rolly cliche line but that line where Newt is like I've got all these these uh, these species are out of my suitcase and into the world with the most dangerous species of them all, humans. Yeah. You know, I guess like that's a kind of an eye rolly obvious line, but it's a good one. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. look, you're trying to make a point here. Great. Right. Uh, an obscurial, according to Harry Potter wiki, it's obscurial, not obscuria. I think there's like... There's different ways. I mean, uh, there's yeah. obscurious, too. There's yeah. different ways. Obscurial is a young wizard or witch who developed a dark, parasitical, magical force known as an obscurus. Right. <laughs> as a result of their magic being suppressed through psychological or physical abuse. Suppression. And just like the Macusa yeah. are suppressing mm-hmm. their... They're like, no, I don't want to be in public. You know what I mean? It's kind of interesting that everyone's kind of hiding themselves. Right. Um, And the marriage thing. Oh, yeah, no. But you can't be married. Yeah, the marriage thing was like, again, we just saw loving. That's out there. It's another topical. like. Mm -hmm. What does he say? He's like, I think you have some backwards views on muggles and and Mm -hmm. muggle (laughs) and magic marriages or whatever. Right. No, I was just going to say that I, I the, you know, you have all these people who are hiding who they are and, and this whole movie and even Newt like hides in a suitcase. Mm-hmm. But the, the whole point of the movie is the plot of the movie is that Newt wants to release this eagle or whatever into the open and just let it be itself. 
right where mm-hmm. it should be and that's like that's awesome mm-hmm. that's really cool i don't know i loved it um who was uh let's talk about like the, all the i mean what do you think of the acting in this film we talked about we talked about eddie redmayne but like everyone else i mean i with colin farrell we kind of touched on I, li- I, li- I liked Eddie Remedy. I liked Colin Farrell. I liked, um, I think, what's it, Samantha Morton as um, Ezra Miller's mother. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Scary. I liked the, I don't know her name, but the one that could read people's thoughts. I liked her. She looks so goddamn familiar to me, and I did a search to see who she was. Nobody. Nobody. She's like a musician. She's mostly credited in... Um, soundtracks of movies and, hmm. and TV. She well, lo- doesn't her. she? She looks like somebody. Like she looks very familiar, but she played that character very well. Yeah. Her and um, Kowalski, Dan Fogel's yeah, character, yeah, Fogel, Fogler, Fogler, Dan Fogler. Man, I've been waiting for him to get a big role like this. Like this, I mean, a massive role, and which this is, and he yeah. killed it. Yeah, Absolutely I would killed it. I would consider him like the main character. I mean, yeah. we are seeing everything through his I eyes. Would agree. And and let me, as someone who's the mugglest of muggles that could possibly, I mean, I don't know shit really going into this movie. I'm so glad that they had a, a main character who is not a wizard because I needed some explanation and that was the best way to go about it. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Loved it. And you talk about moments that hit me the most in this movie is where he gets his fucking uh, brain wiped. He gets a, Obliviated or whatever. Which seems obliviated. so much more serious than no, it is. Like, the guy, right? I mean, I <laughs> was... I, I, did you not get emotional in those scenes? Yeah, I, I did too. And then later when Eddie Redmayne drops off the, the shit. And, uh, awesome. Well, when, it, when, it, when the movie wouldn't end. <laughs> I did, the movie would not end. I did not like all those tag-alongs um, with his character. I okay. liked I liked him, the actor in this movie, and like what they was doing. But I I, I hated. But what about I mean, what about the pacing in general? I mean, what would you have taken? How would you have fixed the pacing? I mean, that's like because it it does come to like dead ends here and there. Where you're like, why did we? You know, they spend like twenty minutes inside the suitcase at one point where Zoe Kravitz's picture comes up and all that shit. I mean, I don't know. It was, it was that was a stru- really was that was structured. long. That was long. It was weirdly I, structured, and I, I'm sorry. I wonder if that has to do with she doesn't write screenplays all the time. You know what I mean? Right. It's different than a book. I think. Well, you think she would still have people around her that'd be like, "This is a little." Or maybe lengthy. she did. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe yeah. she had people around her that were like, "No, we should add this." this yeah. To take this well, maybe. Well, I thought that the um, it was a little slow. Maybe the beginning could have been sped up a little. The stuff in the bank was a little slow. Um, as goofy and cute as it, it was, was. yeah. Um, but it just it did get take a long time to get started, and it wasn't until like after the the suitcase scene, after they're in the suitcase, where it finally starts to pick up, and you're like, okay, finally they're going to look for some creatures. You know, they they get the the same one from the jewelry store. They hear in the zoo uh, that giant rhino looking one. Yeah. Which was a very strange scene, but I I laughed. I th- I thought it was comical and funny. Well, I thought that I thought that was the best scene in the movie. Really? And I thought that was like a, I thought that whole scene was a plus action scene. Like I just thought it was funny. It was there was the beats were perfect. It, it was, was pretty good. I don't know. The intensity was like there, but also nothing bad was gonna happen. I was afraid for that hippo, <laughs> 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 which shouldn't have been out in the cold. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Any would you take away anything? Anything seemed useless to you, or I? I mean, I, I, I'm struggling with it because, like, thinking back on it now, and and the ending was really drawn out for me. But I was, 
kind of was, as you guys were speaking, thinking like, maybe I didn't like the beginning because it was so new and like these are all new characters, but these are all new characters that aren't, we aren't being introduced to them like in the traditional way, almost. Like, there was a beginning, but there wasn't a lot of exposition. Like, we don't get exposition until we get almost into like the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. We just kind of get these scenarios. Yeah. We get these scena- the scenarios that come up um, in the beginning, more like these just vignette scenes of like things rather than actual story development. The story doesn't get somewhere until yeah forty. 50 minutes into yeah, the Yeah, I movie. don't really know what the story's going to be until yeah. way yeah. after yeah. the and, fact. And you know, Liz said this, that like, the f- and like the first half of the movie, too, she was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a... I think the weakest parts of this movie are that the first half seems like a different movie. It's different tone. Like you saying, like, it's a lot of showing... And that's fine. If you, but if you're going to tell everything like you do later in the movie, do that first, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, I thought all that was kind of... I mean, I guess maybe the, maybe they're just like it's just a shit ton of exposition and setting up for the next movies. Right, it's like well, this is the world we're in, you know. This is the kind of stuff right, we're dealing with. Right. Maybe. Um, I I also could have done without the like the the ending, the ending Batman versus Superman style destruction of New York could have just not happened at all for me. Like, I know they fix it all at the end. Everything's great, but like. It just didn't need to be that big. Like yeah, condense it was, this shit. It was really I can't, movies have they're like have a hard, hard on for this. Like you just keep it in the subway, like Agent Smith style. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. where they are, and they I mean they happen to be in a subway. I'm just saying, like just between Colin Farrell and Ezra Miller and then Newt. Like it doesn't need to be this big explosion all over the world. Yeah. I just wish it We was. don't need to cut to, you know, the president of the Macusa saying yeah, like know, it's, contain it's like, this. Make it, make it personal. Make it <laughs> keep know. it personal. Right. And the best parts of this movie were, I, I thought, Ezra Miller's performance and, was very good. And I think you could have seen him more in the beginning. Maybe that's, you know, you're like Dan Fogler is the main character. Yeah. But like Newt's the main character. Right. And Ezra Miller is the main character. That's that's maybe another problem. Like there's two men. Who is, who is our focus here? Right. I mean, it's Newt, but it's not because, right? Yeah. I thought this was a really violent movie as well. Like when the senator is killed... Oh, that was really yeah. fucked oh up. Oh my god, that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets fucking like ripped not he gets, you know, thrashed about in midair and then slammed to the ground. <laughs> it just kills him immediately. It's like, "Oh, okay then." And the mom gets fu- I mean, she deserved it. Yeah. But she gets completely fucked up and thrown at like a what is it? A beam and cracks her neck. Like, yeah. "Oh man, jeez." It was it was violent. It was scary at times. Like, ugh. and I wonder if like that's like you know like George Lucas had this problem too. I think that Episode One was actually really like <clears throat> serious, and then he was like, "Well, it's still for kids, so let's make it funny in the first half." And I think that's what this like the cute stuff in the beginning and stuff. It keeps it friendly for families and stuff. When it, in reality, this movie's dark. This movie's really dark. Yeah. So it confuses the tone. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, any other thoughts? We gotta kind of wrap it up. But I just I. I, I mean, I can't stress enough how much I hated the ending. <laughs> Wait, which part of the like what? It one, it not ending, and then we end on you have this world full of magic and wonderment, and you end on the one person who doesn't have any magic or wonderment. Well, yeah, because like I said, he's 
the main character. I know. I don't like it. It's that you're right. This is where it's confusing. It's like whatever. That's why. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the ending. Ending though, before because we have to get yeah. out of here. But I, I just this is a big point of talk for this movie is that Colin Farrell's character is not Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. It's Johnny Depp. Right. Uh, in disguise. I, I freaking loved Colin Farrell in this movie. Yes. And yeah, I would cool. love to see. He was my favorite part. I would love to see more of him going forward. What did you guys think of this turn of events at the end of the movie? Well, I guess I, I'm. I'm I want to see more Colin Farrell. I love that. I, I don't. Think right. we'll, I don't think we'll see him. Though. So, I've I've done some reading, which you know is uh, informs do informs my opinion. Uh, that this I think. Trump's America. Yeah, I think read. that um, this series is going to start shifting focus on what um, on Dumbledore as a younger person, mm-hmm. as a younger wizard, and Grindelwald and their relationship. Uh, I think it's going to start to focus in that direction. I honestly, I'd be surprised if we see any more of Newt Scamander and this other lady. Yeah. But I think we will see more of. We may see them as like side characters, but I think it's going to start to shift over in that direction. Because, I mean, that's a big deal. Uh, that would be a bizarre turn, though. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. But you know, what do people want to see? Might as well do things differently. I don't know. I mean. I I agree. Yeah, it would be are, cool to I mean, do to something be honest, different. Already but. doing five five movies is weird. That's weird. Like not yeah, not three, is. not six. Like five. Like five is you know usually things are in acts of three. And is it going to be called, you know, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them Two, or is are they going to just name it something different? No, it's going to be Fantastic Beasts and subtitle. Why to find them? <laughs> <laughs> How to find them? Who to find them? Fantastic with? Beasts colon. What are we doing? All right, one more thing. <laughs> because, it, oh, it, and you know, quote unquote, off the field stuff aside, pe- people really hate Johnny Depp now as an actor, right? Is that I'm getting that sense. I I missed the boat on this. Is that true? I think they're tired of him. I think he's just doing the same shit over and over again. And bad. And when he makes a decision, it's usually a really bad decision for a character or for a movie. Remember Mordecai? Me neither. Yeah, but Black Mass. I mean, Black you Mass. know, there's. Yeah, it was okay. That was, I mean, I mean, that, that he was, was okay. Last year. We also, I mean, I don't, I haven't forgotten, but I don't know if you guys. Have, I mean, he was like really accused of domestic violence. No, I know that's why. That's why I said. <laughs> like, I mean, that's why. I was that's like, why he was in disguise. No, no. Though. I mean, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like that, I understand. But I'm not getting that. I'm getting the sense from people who are Harry Potter fans that are like, oh, he's gonna eat up the scene. He's not gonna. I can't. I'm like not gonna be able to take him in the next. You know that sort of thing. Well, it's possible too. I mean, you got this franchise which is known for its like great English actors that are in it, and then you're oh, yeah. gonna get um this American to play this part. That's interesting. Um, I never thought of it. I mean, it's a series like exclusively for like great English actors, like like Bond. In a way, I mean, Bond yeah. they don't have, they don't have a lot of Americans playing English yeah. people the same way. Yeah, huh. interesting. Well, we'll see. I loved it. Uh, final thoughts? Uh, recommend? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Extremely surprising to me. I liked it way more than I thought I would. I, I definitely recommend this movie. Me too. And in yeah. the... in the Mitch? Yeah. I recommend it. Recommend 80? Okay. Yeah. Recommend I also... Um, in, the few, in the next few weeks, I'm going to be I'm gonna be steeping into the rest of the series. So uh, I'll, I'll let you know as I go. This will be fascinating. It's very so fun. So fascinating. Very fun. All right. Real quick. Video on demand recommendations from you guys. You have any? Yes, I do. Um, so this is on YouTube. Um, probably illegally uploaded. But uh, <laughs> one of my favorite animated shows. I'm a huge fan of animation. Uh, whether it's good animation or bad animation. Comedy shows. 
Um, the Life and Times of Tim, which was a original HBO comedy. It's a lot like Curb, but animated. And it's set uh, in New York City. It's about this guy who works a just really boring job in, Can relate. in an office. Yeah. And he is <laughs> just nothing goes right for him. And that's pretty much the concept of the show. There's a ton of um, great guest voice acting, um, but it was only a three-season uh, thing. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, and it's very funny, uh, goofy as hell. You can watch maybe like four episodes in a sitting and then be like, all right, that, that was my, my take for the day. And But um, it's on YouTube. If you search The Life and Times of Tim, there are playlists that contain the seasons, the three seasons, and uh, very, very funny. Right, so watch that. Yes, uh, I'm gonna recommend a movie I watched a few months ago for the first time. First time seeing it, I watched um, Basic Instinct on Netflix, <laughs> and I fucking loved it. Never, you love that never, movie? I really? Just fucking loved how <laughs> sleazy it's so and how dumb. trashy and how violent it is. I fucking loved I've it. Never seen it. It's so strange. That really famous scene in the, you know the. Where she, yes, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, flashes I've seen parts of it. That is such a strangely <laughs> edited scene. Like, I cannot get over how the weird editing choices, like, and weird camera movements that they decide to do. It is like, what is, what are they trying to do here? I don't understand, but. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a sleazy. It's, it's sleazy. A it's a very sleazy movie. Paul Verhoeven is the master of sleaze. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so. Our, in our, uh, my sketch show last in the summer, I directed a spoof of or parody of that scene. Um, so, nice. yeah, I you really, watched it a lot. That's what it. you watched that? Scene I, I watched that scene a lot. I love that. I really like that movie. Yeah, I'm gonna. I should check it out. Um, I'm just gonna, speaking of Johnny Depp. I guess uh, not. You know, not to promote him, but uh, and I saw. By the way, when I was in LA, I I saw uh, Hollywood Babylon live, which is one of my favorite podcasts. It was cool to see another live podcast. Great, a, a room packed of people drinking and listening to a podcast. Uh, that's with Kevin Smith, of course, and Kevin Smith's new movie Yoga Hosers is on Netflix. Um, I really loved Kevin Smith's last film. Uh, well, Tusk. Tusk was awesome. Tusk. Like I think Tusk is an awesome movie. I really like wholeheartedly. Not as a Kevin Smith fanboy, like I believe that movie's awesome. It's an, that's a unique movie. You talk about unique, that movie is unique. Um, Yoga Hosers is a fun movie for Kevin. If you're a Kevin Smith fan, you will like Yoga Hosers. It's got a lot of callbacks. It's got things that you're going to go, oh my god, it's awesome. And if you like Johnny Depp's character from Tusk. He's in this one and has way more lines and stuff. So, um, Yoga Hosers on Netflix. If you like Kevin that's Smith, that's on Netflix. I think so. Yeah, I saw it recently. I saw that yeah. Today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, all we have. Be to check out our. Be sure to check out Moonlight, which we also did today. We'll come out before this one, and uh, we'll be back this week probably for another uh, podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at WoodwardsDT or WoodwardsFilmcast at gmail.com. For Colin and Mitch. This has been Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them on the Warriors Filmcast. I'm Kale. We'll see you uh, next time. Okay. Okay. Bye. 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 This has been a WoodwardsDetroit.com production. Your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk.